Welcome to Fright Night Minute, a daily podcast where we discuss the original 1985 horror movie, Fright Night, one minute at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Leonard. And I'm Christina. (laughs) Welcome back, Christina. (laughs) This is Minute 28 of Fright Night. It begins with Jerry sneaking out of Judy's bedroom and ends with Jerry sneaking out of Charlie's closet. Looks like you've had enough of one life. I'll take you away from here if just for a night. So yeah, the the mirror gag kind of uh, uh, continues here, and we do. I think it's a pretty cool shot because we actually see a shadow pass over it. So I don't know if that's a, a, a version of the effects, but it really like sells the fact that he's there and that mirror is there and he's in front of that mirror and there's nothing going on. There's, there's a shadow going over it. So maybe they kept the shadow in, but took his image out uh, or maybe they added the shadow. I'm not really sure. So you don't know how they did this shot? Oh, how they did the mirror? Oh, it's a uh, blue screen. They, they, they put a little okay. blue screen in the mirror and then they edited it in. So, yeah, you can kind of see there's a little bit of fuzziness around Jerry's outline in this. Uh, no. Yeah, a little clunky. <laughs> Not as bad as some 80s movies. This one. Oh, no. Wow. No, no. no. <laughs> I, I did a little uh, research about reflection in mirrors. I, I got to say, every single time I have to look on the internet about vampire lore, there's so many experts. I don't know who they are, but they're really, really passionate about uh, where things come from and why people are so wrong. Uh <laughs> <laughs> after all uh i found and again this is not like an accredited uh thing but uh many people on the internet agreed uh this is uh, a reflection the no reflection in mirrors is a creation of bram stoker and that it's actually not one of the things that he based on on folklore and i actually have a, a quote from the from the novel here and, and uh you know len you want to fire up some scary music or right ahead um Having answered the Count's salutation, I turned to the glass again to see how I had been mistaken. This time, there could be no error, for the man was close to me, and I could see him over my shoulder. But there was no reflection of him in the mirror! Exclamation point there, so I had to... The whole room behind me was displayed, but there was no sign of a man in it except myself. So... I can imagine this is what's going through uh, uh, Peter Vincent's mind in a, in a future scene. <laughs> um, speaking of a uh, little derailment here, speaking of vampire books, do any of you have a favorite? Uh, you know, it's funny. I have the novelization of Fright Night. Oh, you do? And it's, it's a little really hard, hard to get by. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's not good. <laughs> not good i would love one day to just send you the first paragraph i will i will just type it out and send it you'll be like what is this? Yeah, I, i'll derail uh lens derailment but i have listened to uh the like somebody read it in on the it's a youtube channel called audiobooks for the damned and they go through all these different film no- novelizations and read them and uh yeah that first chapter is really like all about charlie trying to get in her shirt and uh I don't know. It kind of stays in Amy's head. What'd you say? I said it's like a Harlequin romance novel. <laughs> yes. 
it's not good. Not good. I've been listening along as I've been watching the movie, but I, I don't know. I haven't haven't listened to the last couple chapters, so. Yeah, hard. Um, but my favorite, I think, is probably Interview with a Vampire. Really yeah. great. Robin, the, I, I was going to go there too. Back in the day, I was a big Anne Rice head. I like, uh, you know, I think I bought Memnock the Devil as uh, when it went on sale. And uh, I think it was soon after that. I think I got Armand and never read it. I just kind of fell out of the out of the phase. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, like the 90s, early 2000s. I was like one of the other three people in the theater watching Queen of the Damned, like with my popcorn being like, yeah. <laughs> the damn yeah. unapologetic i enjoyed it nice i'm gonna call you for queen of the damn minute uh for me it sounds a lot i really oh, like right Salem. yes uh so uh back to mirrors uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more stories suggest that it's because the mirror only casts a reflection of something uh with a soul is the reason why bram stoker used that According to the internet, there's ancient Chinese vampire lore where a Chinese vampire is actually scared of his own reflection because he doesn't like he doesn't see it or he doesn't see his soul or something like that. I don't know. Another resource said that some people suffering from rabies were thought to be vampires and that people with rabies would be frightened about how they looked in the mirror. Okay. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, oh, I'm really frothing. I look like Cujo, speaking of uh, Stephen King. <laughs> I had a few bad experiences in front of the mirror when I was younger. Okay, here we go. No, I'm going to leave it at that. I, I, Candyman. <laughs> Candyman. Oh, oh, it. it was a couple of $5 mistakes. If you're taking a trip uh, to other places, mirror is a bad place to be. If I'm not speaking clearly enough, I took fucking acid. Oh. Really <laughs> <laughs> you are in get in that now. I just need that clarity. Thank you. I'd look up in <laughs> Urban Dictionary what a $5 mistake was. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm a children's book illustrator, really not you know, comfortable completely talking about the drug use of my youth. Uh, another mirror thing. I don't know if you guys checked out The Strain. I, I think I watched the first episode and never watched, I never read the books, but I think this is cool. They said that uh, uh, vampires are in, the, in those novels and I guess on the show are blurred in the mirror or appear to be like vibrating in the mirrors. Um, cool. And it's but it's like really specific. There's old they're from uh, older silver backed mirrors, and it's due to some chemical reaction the vampire parasite has with silver. Huh. So like we're getting into like werewolf mythology. Yeah. Like, a little. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So we'll eventually get out of Judy's room here. Uh, Jerry uh, stops by the door, opens it, and looks at, at Judy. I'm wondering if he's like I could. <laughs> Or if he's, like, making sure she's really asleep. What What do you guys think? I don't think he's interested in her other than as the gateway to Charlie. Yeah. Because he seems to like um, hookers, frankly. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I think uh, he wants to mess with him, so he's not going to mess with the mom. Yeah. yeah. I think he kind of likes both of them. I don't think he wants to hurt them. I, I think we find that out pretty soon. He doesn't really want to bother with them. Mm. So yeah, that is interesting. That he's kind of uh, he seems to be like nonviolent unless it's not unless he's not given an option anymore. Right. Yeah, I guess the other reason why the pause might be happening happening is uh, Tom Holland going look in the mirror. He's not there. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention, idiots. <laughs> and yeah, I gotta say, like as soon as it was pointed out to me, it's just you're just like, why did I ever see that? It's so. It's right there. It's, yeah. He's on the side yeah. of the screen. You should be looking more in the middle of the screen. I don't know. 
But, you know, the more I talk to people who haven't seen it, which is like everybody, the less stupid I feel. Oh, good. Yeah. It must just be a phenomenon about the way it was shot. It can't just be me. Yeah. You know? So you can forgive yourself. I'll work on it. (laughs) Before we move on, I just happened to get a text from my brother who likes sending me silly memes and whatever. Uh It says, the world's not flat, you idiots. It's not even round. The world is a vampire. <laughs> and uh, I guess this is where we were revealed that your brother is Billy Corgan. So uh, that's out now on the podcast. <laughs> so uh, Jerry steps out and like really just pulls this door shut. And it, it, I don't know. She just must really be asleep. Like she must have earplugs and the <laughs> face mask. Yeah. Like that noise would have probably made me made me bolt out of bed, you know. She was uh, drinking Bloody Marys in a previous uh, previous minute. She might just have tied one on. You're right. She does talk about taking Valium mm-hmm. because she was early, so that would do it. Yeah. When he closes the door and the camera comes up to his face, just that righteous snarl. I don't know that that look on his face. Like this house is freaking mine. <laughs> I don't know. Yep. That's that's that might not be the same reaction you have, but. No, 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 not me personally. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Jerry walks into uh, Charlie's room and he is whistling Strangers in the Night. And, Christine, I'm sure you know the trivia about this, right? I t- I've heard him talk about it at, at uh, you know on panels and stuff like that. Yeah, he wanted to whistle, uh, whistle while you work. <laughs> but uh, Disney would not give them permission to use the song. Or maybe they didn't want to be like, hey, can we use the Snow White song for uh, our vampire movie? I don't know. This is a much better choy. Strangers yeah. in the Night is great. Strangers in the Night, uh, written by, or not written by, but performed uh, most famously by Frank Sinatra in 1966. It's one of the most memorable and recognizable one of the most memorable and recognizable features of the song is uh, his scat and improvisation. I can't talk uh, at the end. His dooby dooby doo, as the song starts fading out. Apparently, Frank despised the song, calling it "quote a piece of shit" and "quote the worst fucking song that I've ever heard." He was oh. <laughs> he wasn't even afraid of saying it when he performed it live. Performed it live because he, he kind of had to. It was the hits, but it was his first hit. In 11 years, his first number one hit, and remained on the charts for 15 weeks. So, <laughs> wow, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, the the strangers in the night uh, is uh, kind of just I don't know. It's it's perfect, you know, <clears throat> Charlie really and Jerry. Was so- it Tom's idea or was that Chris's idea? The strangers mm-hmm. in the night was that a Tom thing? Oh. Was that the script? It went once they couldn't get the Disney. Yeah, so- I don't know. I don't know. That was a little bit of Chris Sarandon improv, maybe. I don't know. I know Chris did come up with some things like that, you know, he was a fruit bad and all of these things, but he might remember. He might not. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I guess we'll only find out if Chris comes on the show. So, Chris, if you're listening, please come on our show. (laughs) Hi, everybody. This is Chris Sarandon. Welcome to Fright Night Minute for real. When I hear that song, I always, or the melody in this case, I, I always think of. Like junior high, maybe even younger, maybe playground, silly versions that used to be sung by some idiot friends I had that were, you know, parody, exchanging rubbers, you know, strangers in the night exchanging rubbers. I always think of like the dirty, (laughs) I can't help it, you know, degenerate friends, you're one of them. Kind of like my favorite Christmas song, Walking Around in Women's Underwear. Uh, Love that. That's a good one. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just love how nonchalant he is as he's walking in. He's like, I've got this under control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's not worried about making, like, he's, he's thumping on the roof. He's uh, breaking Judy's door. He's whistling. He's not worried about Charlie actually hearing him, but it, I guess it's, uh, it's, a, it's kind of a miracle that he doesn't <laughs> at this point. So Charlie walks in to his bedroom and he looks out the window and he just kind of like lets out a sigh. He's, he's looking pretty relaxed and uh, he sees the light go out next door and he's just kind of like, ah, you know, I don't know. I don't know if he's thinking, oh, he went to the vampire went to bed. So I, I'm probably good. <laughs> <laughs> but yet it's like, dude, the vampire has an invitation to your house. It's not time to relax. <laughs> Yeah, I think Charlie still at this point maybe needed a little bit more convincing. Um, I was saying, so perhaps that is why he's he's just kind of chilling. He's a little less worried, a little less bothered until he's attacked. Speculation. Speculate, yeah. And there's a closet door that slowly opens behind him, and that's when the minute ends. Uh oh. All right, Christina, do you want to plug anything before we go? For our Wednesday listeners. So I guess check out the Goblin King players on Facebook. We do Shadowcast Theater. And then check out uh, You're So Cool Brewster, the Story of Fright Night documentary. All right. And, uh, yeah, so I think it's time we put a stake in this one. Please follow us on Twitter at Fright Night Min. Send your feedback to Fright Night Minute at gmail.com. And uh, especially your your Judy Quint uh, uh, fanfic. Uh, I mean, I know I'm writing some. <laughs> And please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, I'm Robin. I'm Len. I'm Christina. Thanks for listening. You're so cool, Brewster. (laughs) He's a vampire. A what? (laughs) You're so cool.